What's up, everybody? This is Coach Ace here with another episode of the Complete Baseball Performance Podcast. I'm joined again by our strength coach, Kip Steingart. Kip, what's going on? How's it going, Ace? Good, good. What we're going to talk about today is a little different than what we've been talking about in the past. The last few episodes have been kind of talking about really the assessment process, the training process, and different things we do you know, in location here at the facility. But what we wanted to do as we... Uh, approach season is to kind of go over something different that I think would really benefit all all your, our listeners, all our players, which is just kind of coming up with a a strong goal setting process. And you know, with, when it comes down to you know establishing goals, what we have to learn how to do is we have to learn how to effectively plan them out, how to prioritize them, and then the most important part is executing upon the goals that we set out. And when we talk about goal setting, it really breaks down to three main categories, which are having important values, things that are important to you, creating a really detailed vision, and that's you know just kind of a quick rundown. We'll go really deep into it. Is just a clear path, uh, putting yourself in your future body a few years from now, and creating such a a strong detailed path that you can almost sense yourself being there and we'll, we'll get into the importance of that and then lastly just talking about the actual process and of creating a, a yearly goal or quarterly goals and we will take you through a whole process and actually give you guys an example so the goal today guys is to give you something that you can kind of follow along with and, and write down go back play it back come up with your own goal sheet and then be able to kind of reach out to uh, myself or Kip and talk about what those goals are and, you know, get yourself a support staff of people who are going to help support you through your process here. So with that being said, we're going we're gonna to start talking about values. So I'm going to turn it over to Kip here to have a, a little bit more detailed conversation with you guys about values. All right. So looking at values as it relates to goal setting, pretty, right, simply put, um, at, you know, ask yourself, what are your values, right? And values can simply be defined as what is important to you, right? So, um, so that's going to be the first step in this goal setting process, as far as um, defining what your values are, and then writing the writing those values down, as far as again, what is important to you, right? Um, that's going to help you kind of get clear and focused on what it is that you want to achieve throughout this process. Um, looking at things kind of like from a, a continuum or more like a spectrum, right? Um, Looking at where you are, right, you know that's whatever your starting point is now to where you want to be, which is going to be your end destination, and then essentially looking at that that process that's going to help you get to that end destination, right? So when it comes to the decision-making process, a very simple checks and balances systems that I like to abide by is, right, reflect upon your, you know, your actions and your behaviors and ask yourself if your actions and behaviors are essentially aligning with your goals, right? That's going to help you stay on the right path and stay on track as you're moving through the process or the journey um, to achieve that end result that you desire. So, so Kip, when we're talking about values, I know one of the one of the better authors uh, in regards to this is Simon Sinek, who wrote a book on uh, what's your why. Right. Can you kind of dive into without, I mean, going too much into the book? If it's a book, you guys should definitely read. But what that means, what's your why? Right. So when you're asking the question about like, what's your why? Like, what is your purpose? Right. What is, what is essentially, what is the, um, 
kind of like that deeper thing that drives you, that motivates you, that makes you tick, that essentially right, gets you out of bed in the morning to work towards whatever it is that your dreams are and that your goals are. Um, so again, when this comes back to that checks and balance systems we just talked about as far as, you know, are your actions and are your behaviors aligning with your goals? Well, like, if you're not getting, you know, say out of bed at, you know, six o'clock every, every morning when the snooze button goes off, then essentially what you're doing is you're saying that your dreams and your goals aren't that important to you. When you're not showing up at practice every morning, you know, on time, essentially what you're saying is, you're, again, your dreams and your goals are not important to you. If you're constantly making excuses for yourself or, you're, you know, you're playing victim by projecting blame on somebody else other than yourself and you're not taking that full 100%, um, you know, extreme ownership approach, personal responsibility, accountability approach, then, you know, maybe you haven't clearly defined why it is that you want to accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish, right? So again, um, I think that's extremely important to define, um, again, when it comes back to making those decisions and if like those decisions are that you're making are again aligning with your, you know, are your actions and your behaviors aligning with your goals? And again, is that moving you in the right direction, right? So you know that if you falter, right? And right, we all do because we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to we're all going to get off the path from time to time. So we need to have that system in place where we can hold ourselves accountable, as well as having that supportive network, or that you know supportive group of of friends and coaches and parents or whatever it may be. That if we're tending to slip and we're not seeing it ourselves, then they can help us get back on track as well. But um, that this more comes along the lines of personal responsibility and again holding yourself accountable to whatever your purpose is so to, to follow up on that guys uh, there are some great videos uh, by simon sinek where he actually talks about the book you know starting with why and the funny thing is there, there's always more to it so basically the easiest way to think about it is what is that what you think your purpose is and then ask why why is that right so why do I want to be a good baseball player? Well, I mean, some people say, oh, it's just to be a good baseball player, but it always goes deeper. Well, I want, you know, I, I want to be able to get a, a college scholarship. Well, why, right? And it keeps going deeper and deeper. And sometimes you find out, okay, well, the, the reason I want to do that is, you know, like some people, hey, I want to become a, you know, professional baseball player or a collegiate baseball player because I want to make a big impact. And I think that would give me the biggest stage to do it, right? So, your impact is is the real true purpose. I want to use, you know, my talents to help, you know, make a bigger impact on the world. That that is your your deeper defined why, not just I want to be a good baseball player, right? And they they talk about this. I know on the health and fitness side a lot with like weight loss. Like why do you want to lose weight? Oh, I want to I want to move better. I I want to look better in a bathing suit. And it's like, well, why, right? And it usually comes down to well this specific value this specific thing will make me happy right and that's a lot of times what it comes back to and so when you're looking at those values you have to dig deep into what is it you really want not not i want to be a good baseball player there's usually a reason why right it could be hey it's you know i i want to have more friends than my baseball teammates or my friends so i want to play as long as i can meet as many new people as i can there are a lot of things that go a lot deeper when it comes to like establishing your values than just, oh, I want to be good, right? And that that plays into kind of what we talk about next, which is having a 
strong, detailed vision. And basically a vision is just like we talked about. It's, it's like a roadway. It's a path to a, obtain a destination, but it is basically putting yourself in your, your future shoes, right? Usually we, we've, when we were coming up with this guys, we were kind of referencing some good authors, speakers. We, we talked about Simon Sinek, but Craig Ballantyne is one of the, one of the best, one of the kind of the experts in managing your day, time management, things like that. Um, as well as Pat Rigsby, another guy who's kind of in the, the fitness business world. But all these people had a couple common uh, common topics they talked about. And having a, a vision, starting at kind of a three year three years out, right? Because obviously if something's 20 years out, things change, right? Your vision is going to change because a vision is essentially just a, a future self, to help you kind of achieve those values that you have, right? So a vision, you want to make sure you put yourself in a position three years from now, four years from now, in a a distant but not too distant time where you can you can kind of taste that that success that you're gonna have in a few years. So with vision, this is kind of where we want you guys to take out a piece of paper if you haven't yet and get ready to write down a, a couple things. So with our vision, essentially we want to put ourselves in the place a few years away. So what you actually want to do is, is start with a date at the top of your sheet of paper and, and date that three years from today. So today for us, when we're doing this podcast, it is, it's March 15th, 2021. So when we're looking at creating a a vision, we want to say, hey, the vision is us on March 15th, 2024. And the next step is to write the question, where are you? Like a physical location. So when you're sitting there and you're going to live this out, this vision, where do I want to be in three years? It could be for some of you guys who are sophomores, like, hey, March 15th, I'm on my spring trip and we're down in Arizona and I'm, you know, I'm sitting in the dugout getting ready for my, my first collegiate at bat. Right, so get detailed with it, but give yourself a physical location. Next question, who are you with, right? Like we just said, I'm with my teammates, right? We, we traveled down to Arizona for our, spring, our college spring trip. We're playing, you know, University of Arizona for a three-game set. And, you know, we had a great plane ride. Be very specific with who you, who you are, who you with. Then list out, okay, in these past three years, what have been my top three accomplishments? All right, so as a so current sophomore in high school, just using that example that we've been going with, first is, hey, I made the varsity team as a, as a freshman. If we're staying in the baseball world, I made a varsity team as a sophomore, right? I'm the starting uh, outfielder on the varsity team as a, as a sophomore in high school. And then my next one is, you know, I got a college scholarship to go play somewhere. And, you know, the third, third accomplishment, like so we're talking baseball here, but it could be like, hey, I graduated with honors, right? These, these goals, you break them down by subject, right? So, you know, we might have baseball goals. We might have educational goals. We might have family goals, right? Each one of those things you can take through this process. So when we're going through this, this vision, it kind of combines all of those things, right? When we go break down our goals, we're going to talk different topics, but break it down. Hey, I, you know, I graduated uh, with honors 
and got a college scholarship to uh, University of Illinois. And we are playing, you know, Arizona on our first game on March 15th. So there, there's a lot of cool things you can do with it, but basically put yourself in that place. Make it so real that you want to obtain it. You want to be there. And then with those those top three accomplishments, the next thing is, what are the best experiences that you've had, and we'll use baseball as a, spe- a specific in these, in those past three years? Like, hey, I, you know, my my first best experience was, you know, we, the, all this pandemic stuff went to an end, and we were able to travel to Florida for a high school trip, and, you know, it was just great getting to hang out with the guys for a week, play baseball in warm weather for us people who are sitting here in the Midwest with, with snow on the ground again. Second one is, hey, you know, I got to play in a summer tournament in in Nashville, and it was a blast. Got to listen to some country music. Little things like that, guys, like I said, put two to three experiences that they're going to be the best experiences you've had when you look back three years from now. And like I said, the purpose of these visions, guys, is it's real easy to make goals. It's real tough, like as Kip mentioned earlier, to kind of stay on a clear path towards those goals. And we're going to fall off. But if you can say, man, like, this is my vision. Like, I'm going to be here in three years' time. That brings you back on that path again. And I think that's where a lot of people, and I mean, myself included, that's where I think I struggle. It's like, man, I want to do X, Y, and Z. I want to do all these things. But not having a cleared out, clear, like, clean-cut vision of, man, like, this is me. This is my, this is my life in three years it's you fall off you fall off that wagon a little bit you fall off the path and all of a sudden it's like man like now what like I, that didn't come true now what and we're we're going to have setbacks like kip mentioned earlier it's what what is keeping us from stopping completely when we have those setbacks um and i mean everyone else can talk about no kip like i mean we can dive into just a little bit like you had a pretty big injury in high school that shut you down what sophomore year of high school you were shut down or freshman year uh freshman and junior actually yeah yep, and then freshman year again in college but yeah i know like kip's goal for a long time was he wanted to go play college baseball which he did accomplish and i said through my assumption is your goal of playing college baseball was stronger than that process of having to come back from an injury is my assumption right yeah exactly and, and then I know we've all, I mean, I've known Kip a long time. I know his goal was to always be a strength coach. I mean, literally, I think I met Kip when he was 12, 13 years old. And he's like, man, I'm going to be a strength coach. So then he comes back to you, okay, well, why did he want to play college baseball? And I don't know the answer. I mean, we can ask you, but a lot of it could be just you wanted to be around that world of athletics so that eventually you can train in that world. Yeah, I mean, so much so much of it had to do with the fact that I just, you know, I had a passion for playing the game, of course, and... Um, you know, of course, m- my goal was to play beyond the college baseball mm-hmm. level, but it's like right at some point, kind of like you, your purpose changes just as well as your passion changes. So it's like after having suffered three or four injuries after my, my freshman year of college, that's when things kind of started to flip flip the switch and my passion for the strength and conditioning world kind of overtook my passion for playing baseball. So, um, you know, I saw it as an invaluable experience, right, as, as opposed to, you know, playing the the poor, poor, pitiful me, you know, I've been injured so many times, I'm going to go down a different, I'm, you know, I'm going to stop playing college baseball because of like, you know, because of this reason of getting hurt. But again, I saw it as an invaluable experience because it, it led me to educate myself more 
in the realms of, of performance enhancement as well as, right, how can, I, how can I not only enhance my performance, but how can I enhance my health as well, right? And that's a big part of what I do now, essentially, is being able to bridge the gap between enhancing performance and then and health as well as right keeping guys right keeping guys healthy but also sustaining their long their playing career throughout the long term so that's you know that's a big part of my philosophy as a strength and conditioning coach now is um, right I approach every athlete with that long term um, that long term vision goal in mind and like I said I asked him that question because like I said I knew that's where he was going to go with it in terms of. His values, guys, going back to the values, his value was based on initially his own health, right? Getting himself right. healthy, getting himself to a, a peak performance where he can operate, whether it's baseball, whether it was as a trainer, just go about his daily, like, his daily activities as healthy as possible. But then the other value came down to impact, right? How can he help other people not make those same mistakes? How can you help keep other people healthy so they don't experience the setbacks in their sport, in their daily lives that, that he had to go through, right? So I, I asked him that question and that was, it was good. It was, it was an unprepared, we, I didn't want him to have that kind of planned out, but just to hear how all of it, when we talked about vision can change, right? After a few years, that's why we only set it a few years out. Your values are you, your values are what, keep you keep you rolling keep you humble keep you going the vision is how i get to this spot three years from now and then this spot like his goal as a high school player was to get to college and go beyond right once he got to college that vision changed a little bit once he got hurt and he goes man this is going to be the next step for me is i hate being hurt I want to help other people prevent them from getting hurt at the same time. So it, it's kind of a story as to why this stuff is important, why this is all happening, which then leads us guys into the actual process of how we set goals. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to kind of give a rundown of kind of our model of how we attack setting goals. We'll, and then we're going to take just one specific goal. We kind of just created a mock, um, mock layout here. I had Kip fill out a sheet of paper and we're going to take you through it so you can kind of get an example okay but when it comes to creating goals you want to create about three to five goals that you want to accomplish throughout the year all right now some of these aren't going to take you a year they might only take you a month they might take you three months but we want to as kip has alluded to in the past with some of these assessments and where you want to be we want to reverse engineer that vision so that vision that is three years out we want to reverse engineer it. how do i get to that spot so we start breaking it down a year at a time then go down to quarterly three months at a time down into even daily goals and like i said we'll we're not we'll dive into kind of the annual and the, and the quarterly a little bit here we can have a different episode on how to kind of attack your day with with like the block periods of time. We'll, we'll address that in a different se uh, different segment. But when we're achieving these goals, when we're doing this goal planning process, basically we want to lay out the list of three to five goals. We want to be, well, first, let's start with just lay out those three to five. So when you guys get out your piece of paper, label it to five, you, you might not have five, it might be three, but get to that three to five range. Then the next thing we're going to do is 
break down each goal from an individual standpoint. So on the top of that next sheet, and what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to come up with a little, um, just a, a PDF or a Word document for you guys to follow along with so you guys can do this on your own. But after you've listed your three to five goals, create another header, which is for the first goal, right? And then you're going to write out what that goal is. You're going to then label one, we'll start with one through five. The first one is to describe that goal in as much detail as possible, okay? And we'll get into that as we go through Kip's um, mock goal here. Then why, number two is, why is that goal important? And coming back, why is that goal important to you? Uh, what is it gonna help you achieve when we're looking at that three-year vision? Then we're gonna follow that up with number three, which is a list of three to five action steps to achieve the goal. And that's just, you know, like I said, we have a goal, but we want to figure out, like, how are we going to break it down so we achieve that goal? Number four is listing out who can help you with that because you don't have to do this alone, guys. There are people who will help you along the way with your goals. And, yeah, are there going to be people who, who laugh at them, who, um, you know, don't believe in you? Sure, right? And that that's a whole different level of fuel that you can use to, you know, prove those people wrong. I know when I was playing, I had, you know, my goal was to play professionally. And anytime someone kind of laughed at that and said, oh, you're not good enough, like that was fuel on my fire, guys. That's that's what I needed almost. It, it was almost better to have those people than the people who, who believed in me because I wanted to prove those people wrong. So, you know, who can help you is, is crucial because there are people who can help you along the way. But yeah, are there going to be people who don't? Sure, right? And hey, maybe if you want, you can create a little side list of Hey, fuel on the fire list, right? People who can, who've kind of lit, lit lit the fire. You don't have to use names, but just, you know, maybe some things that are going to help you along the way, all right? And then the fifth topic is what what is the biggest obstacle in the way, okay? So obviously we all have obstacles uh, that we go through on a daily basis, whether it's time management because of school. Uh, what is that biggest obstacle for you? After we list those five things out, we're going to try to break down the goal in, at starting point, three main date deadlines, right? Because we want to kind of make this time bound, right? We want to say, hey, we want to achieve this goal in this amount of time. But what we want to do is break it down. So when I got a goal and I write it on paper and I write all these things, why it's important, what am I going to do within the first three days, that first 72 hour period? that's going to help me start down the process of achieving that goal. And then do another check-in after a week. Okay. What, what have I done now in that week? I've had a few more days after I set my initial step. Where am I? And then the next one, uh, a month, right? There are some people who break it down even more and you can, right? You can say, hey, I want to do a two-week window, then a month, and then like I said, how long is this goal going to take? Is this going to be one that takes you three months? You break it down a little bit, but just to start, remember, we just want to start the goal. Sometimes that's the most important part in achieving a goal is just starting. So, uh, Kip, before we get into the examples, is there anything you kind of want to add to that, or are we good with that? I think we're good to go. Okay. So, what we're going to do now, I'm going to basically ask you the same thing we just went over, just to give these guys an example. So, 
Kip, what is, let's start with just one specific goal that you have. What, what is that? And we're, guys, we're doing this from a baseball perspective. So from a baseball perspective, um, so my goal is to improve my exit velocity. Let's say I'm currently sitting at 80 miles an hour. My goal is to get to 90 miles an hour. So what he did there, guys, he he listed his goal, and he also made it, uh, we talked about making it measurable. Okay, so there we talked about, Kip and I were talking about this beforehand. There's something called SMART goals, and a lot of people have heard about them, and there are goals. It's a, it's a solid start to try and do, uh, achieve things, you know, that's specific, measurable, I think attainable or achievable, realistic and time bound. Now him and I both had the agree, the agreements when it comes to the baseball world, what does realistic and achievable really mean? Because there are plenty of people that I've worked with. I, the one thing I'll, I'll say this guys, the one thing I've taken more pride on in anything. And I, I've worked with players who have played in the major leagues are currently playing the major leagues. The one thing I've taken more pride in anything is I have never had a player who's come to me and was willing to put in the work who wanted to play in college that did not go play in college, right? So that that's it. My number is zero. Zero players who I could have helped go into college that I did not help achieve that, right? None of those players stopped playing at high school unless they chose to, right? Which had a couple players on the teams that who definitely could have. But everyone who's come to me and said, I want to go play in college, we created a plan, we kicked their butt, and, and they got there, right? So the whole being realistic thing, it, it's the question is realistic to who, right? So when we go, when we, we're going to go back into this, but the ones we kind of look at is we want to be specific and we want to be time-bound, right? So he... He said, okay, I want to be 80 miles an hour. I'm at 80 miles an hour. I want to get up to 90. And as we describe it into the detail here, you're going to kind of see where that, that time bound comes into. So what is the detailed description of that goal? Right. <clears throat> so looking at where we, where we currently are, right, in the middle of March, today is March 15th, right? And you said the summer season begins, what? July 4th. Early July 4th. So we'll say at this point on March 15th, right, my goal is – I right the goal is to achieve this goal by July 4th by the by the by the beginning of the summer season right so I want to improve my average exit velocity by 10 plus miles an hour in that 3 month period before the baseball season begins okay so then why is that goal of getting 10 miles an hour more on your exit velocity getting to that 90 mile an hour number why is that important to you Right, so improving my exit velocity by 10 plus miles an hour is important to me because, right, it's an important important metric for, for the college baseball scouts, right? Um, essentially speaking, right, and this is coming directly from you, right, for every one, po every one mile per hour increase in exit velocity, right, that can increase, right, I can hit the ball essentially three to five feet further, right, essentially that's 30, sorry, 30, 30 to 50 feet, right, increase in overall production. Yeah, so there's a there's a stat out there, guys, and there's been a bunch of people who said it, and that's why the number is a range of three to five. But basically, for every mile an hour harder we can hit it, they say there's anywhere from like three to five feet increase in distance. So, like Kip was saying there, it's important. One, the, the metrics, you know, like a college scout, if you can hit or throw 90 miles an hour, obviously 90 mile an hour throwing is incredible. Being able to hit 90 helps increase our chances because it's a measurable metric, and that's a whole thing we'll talk about in a scouting topic. But measurables don't tell the whole story, but they're things that, that can be measured that help a, a scout get ideas. But also, that three to five miles an hour, 
or three to five feet on the miles of an hour, that um, that can increase the distance 30 to 50 feet. Well, what's that the difference of? That's the difference between a single and a double. That's the difference between, you know, someone hitting a ball harder. That's the difference between it taking one hop and the guy feeling it versus the guy not being able to feel it. So that's why that goal of that increase becomes important. It's for better production and just a measurable that looks better on paper for a scout, right? So once we've established why it's important, we have to kind of break down the key actions or the key steps to obtain that goal. So Kip, what are your three main steps to obtain that goal? So step number one would be to hire and work with a hitting coach two times a week to improve my hitting mechanics. Okay, Step number two is going to hire and work with a strength and conditioning coach three times a week to work on improving my, my power and my strength output. Uh, step number three is going to be to eat, say, four to six meals per day to increase my, my body weight, right, to enhance my performance. So, you know, he, he went specific with that too, right, guys? So the key is being specific. He said he's going to go hit with the hitting coach. In his example, he said two times a week, right? Whether it be as a lesson, whether it be group training, he was going to go hit with this hitting coach two times a week um, to improve his hitting mechanics, timing, things like that. Because when we talk about exit velocity, the right mechanics, hitting the ball square, contact points, that all leads to increased exit velocity. Then he said he's going to get a strength coach and work with them three times a week, right? So being specific again, we're going to work three times a week, getting ourselves stronger, more mobile, all those things that can help. And then he's going to try to eat four to six meals a day to increase his body weight. Now, getting deeper into like how much body weight he wants to gain, that's obviously a conversation to be had as part of an initial assessment that we've talked about in the past. So he's got his three key action steps. Now, the question is, who can help with those action steps? Right. Obviously, you, Ace, being the hitting coach, right? Myself as the strength and, strength and conditioning coach. And you could also find, uh, you could also hire a nutrition as well to help you um, get dialed in on overall caloric intake as well as developing healthy nutrition habits. Parents as well. Yeah, so, so when we when we talk about this, guys, like, obviously, you know, having a hitting coach, if we're trying to improve our hitting mechanics, right? Because exit velocity is directly related to hitting. Hitting coach. Strength coach, nutritionist or dietitian, right? And then, like I said, the parents play a big role to this too because a lot of times we hear this from players, and this is why I wanted to add parents into this list when we were talking about it was you'll hear a kid go, oh, well, my mom makes dinner and, you know, I she tells me I have to eat what I eat, which is right, right? As a parent, I can tell you when I, when my, when I make dinner, I want my kids to eat it. But when we get to the age with these kids who are in high school and they want to gain weight, I can guarantee if you went up to your mom or dad, whoever does the cooking, and said, hey, mom, I need to try to eat a little bit more calories. I'm trying to gain weight. Um, these are some things that help. Could you either A, you know, make me that dinner, or B, take me shopping so I can start, you know, getting things, whether it's, uh, you know, cashews, nuts, uh, peanut butter, sandwich materials, things that we can eat for caloric intake. Or, can, hey, can you help me learn how, or can you help me learn how to cook, right? So now I can start doing this stuff myself and not rely on you. There's there's a lot of things that our parents can help us with that, you know, we we kind of take for granted at times. Like, oh, my mom cooks, or, oh, hey, my mom didn't get that at the store. Well, it's probably because you didn't ask her, right? So parents are very crucial to our, our success, 
And sometimes it's just a matter of, of asking them to help you out in certain regards. Okay, so Kip, now you've, you've gotten all these things. What type of obstacles kind of stand in the way when we're kind of going over this need to try to improve exit velocity? Right, so <clears throat> typically one of the biggest obstacles we're going to see is time, right? Especially this time of year with high school baseball season starting with practices and games are going to be starting over the next month. Um, school Schoolwork is obviously a big one, right? Still having classwork every day as well as homework. Um, just being able to prioritize, right, and manage time efficiently and effectively throughout the course of the day to ensure that you're staying on top of those kind of like key actions, uh, key action steps that need to be taken on a weekly basis. Okay, so then once we've established our obstacles, we, we know who can help us, let's start real, real short term. What is it in the next three days, 72 hours, you can do as a step to achieve this goal? So the first step, Right, that I have written down that you could take over the next 72 hours is simply set up an assessment with the coaches, right? Being myself or ace. Right, so right. setting up that initial meeting, that initial lesson, whatever it might be, just to try and get the ball rolling, right? Sometimes it's just a matter of, like I said, it's a matter of getting started. And it's the uh, the whole keeping things in motion, right? Things in motion stay in motion. It's, it's taking steps towards action and the quicker we can make an initial step towards that action, right, the faster we're going to obtain the goal, the the more locked in we're going to get with it. So right. then after that first three-day period, let's let's check back in at that seven-day mark, that one-week part. What do we want to do? Right, so once we're kind of locked in on that, that planning and prioritizing initial stage, this is when we're going to want to take action, right? So we have our schedule set up with our coaches, right? It's time to take action upon that and meet with our coach, our hitting coach twice a week and our strength and conditioning coach three times a week. So it's setting up those sessions. So after, after we've had our initial assessment, within that first week, we want to make sure that we've gotten our hitting lesson or two set up and got our time to start getting our three-day weeks of our training built in. And then let's take it a little bit farther into the future, right? We've gotten ourselves set up with our coaches. We've started our sessions. What do we want to do at the one-month mark? Right, so <clears throat> after that one-month one, one mark where we've showed up consistently over the last four weeks, right, it's time to kind of like reassess our progress, right, to see where, you've, where, where, we're, where we've made improvements as well as where we're going to need adjustments to essentially course correct over the next month. And then the, the thing continues, guys, right? Like... We're showing you a brief thing in that first three, break it down. That portion of breaking it down is to get that ball rolling. And then the key is to continue keeping it, you know, keep that ball in motion, right? So we want to have these little progress checks, right, to know what we're going to do, when we're going to do it. And then, you know, having an accountability partner, whether it be your coach, whether it be a friend you go into and, and do the, the program with, right? Somebody that's going to kind of keep you on task, you know, when you do fall off, right? Because like Kip said, no one's perfect. We're going to have bad days. There might be a day we don't eat as much. There might be a day we don't eat as well. There might be a day we didn't sleep enough. There might be a day we missed, you know, we went two times a week instead of three for our training. There are people who are willing to help you, and you just have to use them as resources and use, like I said, friends, family, make it accountable, Right. And, you know, there's there's always been, and Kip, you can jump in if you want with this too, you hear different different thoughts on what you should do with your goals, right? 
obviously writing them down, obviously putting them in a place where you can see them, like your vision. Put it in a place where you can see it, right? So that way it gets so ingrained to your head that you're going to do it, right? Whether it's on a mirror, whether it's just like in a desk, whether you write it down like in your notebook that you use, right? If you have a hitting notebook, the first thing you're going to do is write that. So when you start your session every day, you know, like, here's why I'm doing that session. Uh, you'll hear some people say, like, don't tell people because, you know, you show them results. But at the end of the day, like we talked about earlier, right? I, I liked telling people my goals because, one, there were plenty of people who believed in me. But for every person there who believed me, there was one or two that didn't, right? And for me, that, like I said earlier, that that was a fuel, right? Like, oh, you're you're never going to be good enough to make this. And, you know, David Goggins is, is one of the, the best speakers on this, having haters, having people who don't believe in you. Like, the biggest thing he said with with a few, uh, a few change of words, because David Goggins likes to... to cuss quite a bit but um i love what he said is you know we used to hear the expression you know kill your haters with kindness and he he says to kill them with success right like i i love that right that got me going when i heard it and i wish i would have heard that as a player like yeah for everyone who didn't believe in me like yeah yeah sure i can be kind to them then but i'm trying to kill them with success when they're looking back and i'm three years from now and i'm achieved my vision and i'm playing in arizona on my college team on scholarship they're not where I am, right? That's that's fuel, right? That's that's fire for you to get to that point. Those days you don't feel like stuff. That is sometimes what you need, right? Sometimes you need that hater to say something just to just to get you in the right direction, right? And it's how, like I said, don't don't take stuff from those type of people negatively, right? Take it and use it, and just roll with it at times. Kip, you want to jump in with anything? Um, so I think a good way to uh, kind of summarize everything at the end of the day, it's important to go about um, having some kind of like reflection period or intro introspection, right? Um, so this is something I do personally. Um, I like to do a brain dump at the, end of the, at the end of the day, again, to kind of reflect upon what I need to do better and make, improve and make improvements on so I can drive better results the following day, right? And to ensure that all the boxes are being checked. So simply put, there's a few questions that I wrote down here that I think you guys, um, again, can, you know, take out a piece of paper and a pen, write them down, do this about, say, whatever, five to ten minutes before you go to bed every night, um, right? <clears throat> Number one being simply, we've talked about this, did your, you know, did your actions and behaviors align with your goals today, right? So, like, did you move closer to your goals or did you move further away to your goals? And then again, right, what, what do you need to do differently to the following day that, to kind of course correct and you know, make improvements upon your actions to drive those results, right? Uh, did you support positive habits or did you support negative habits? And again, what do you need to adjust and do differently the following day to move in the right direction and stay on that path, um, right? What do you need to, again, this goes in line with what I just said, but what do you need to, how do you need to adjust your approach to build better habits the following day, right? A lot of that's gonna come down to, um, Again, reflecting upon that, um, making the proper course corrections, and then taking the proper action the following day. And then, uh, like I said, we'll, we're going to jump in. We'll end it there because I mean, we threw a lot of information at you. We'll jump into, you know, like daily tasks. But the, the one thing I've seen in a lot of these different goal seminars or like time management type of seminars that I've gone to or listened to, is celebrating your quick wins as well, right? Which part of the brain dump process that Kip talked about there is like just getting stuff off your head, right? 
going to bed with kind of like a clear, clear mind, clear conscious. Did I do this? Did I do this? What can I do differently? And like I said, taking some of those notions of did I do this right? It helps set the goals for the next day. Like I said, we'll break into daily goals, but if I didn't do something right, right? If I didn't, if my actions didn't align with those goals, what can I do the next day to get on back on track? And right, and that's why that brain dump's so important, and that's why kind of celebrating quick wins because I want to celebrate when I do something right, right? And I'm not saying go out and you know get yourself a cheat meal or things like that, but like I said, just give yourself a pat on the back for doing something good, right? In in a world of of negativity, when you celebrate your wins, it helps you keep going, keep rolling. But then when we have our brain dump and we realize, man, we didn't do this right or we should have done this a little better, all that does is helps us set our goals for the next day that um, help us, you know, achieve the next task, get those quick wins. And that's why, like, sometimes taking, planning, like I said, we're really going to break this down a little bit more. You have your annual goals, planning out a week, planning out your day, right? You can take all the stuff from the week before, the day before, help plan in advance what we need to do that next week so there's no such thing as as kind of going off the path towards success as long as you're willing to make the adjustments and i mean with realistically guys in this sport baseball softball whoever's listening we're we're always talking about adjustments because it is a, a failure driven sport where we're gonna fail at times but that's in the short term. That's you know. That's in the very narrow mindset. There, in the long term, what can we do to achieve the ultimate goal? Right. So, with that being said, we'll leave you guys with that. Uh, when you guys get a chance to write down your goals, your vision, don't be afraid to reach out to us. Uh, you know, set up a couple minutes, five minutes to go over with them, or shoot us an email or a DM. Right. Um, text us whatever it is just to communicate right have you have people on your side that are rooting for you so feel free to shoot us some of that stuff and uh you know we'll go from there together take care guys